Last time on ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei, the Masked Spirits finally got to talk with Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kite about what they had been wanting to talk with them in the first place all those episodes ago, and they discovered, hey, t we're hoping to start a gang war, essentially, get all the new crews together, the young blood, and then oppose the old guard, all of the Dao Fei gangs who have been just stuck in their ways for so long, make some real meaningful change here in Bossing Se. And so they were like, all right, we've got the three of us, and one of the other newest gangs in town is the Lamplighters, so maybe you could go talk with them, see if we can bring them onto our side. So Tonin went down and did some investigation about the Lamplighters and met an old woman named Kichi who was like, oh yeah, I go to church all the time and listen to Brother Hotaru because he's just, he's got like so much power. He actually talks to spirits, etc., etc." So the crew went to church, which is something I never expected would happen <laughs> in this campaign. <laughs> and uh, before it all started, Wei Young got invited to go speak one-on-one -on -one with Brother Hotaru and discovered, oh, wait a second, this is the guy. This is the, the merged soul, the sort of father glory worm Yoon Union, the Glovatar, as we've begun to call it. And after some unfortunate stuff, after a stroke of incredibly bad luck, uh, <laughs> Wei Young found himself trapped in the spirit world while Brother Hotaru went back up to the front and did a sermon and opened up a portal into the spirit world in which he brought Kichi's husband back from the other side. Kichi went to go embrace her husband, and when Tonin disrupted the portal by his singing bowls, the portal closed, trapping this poor old woman and her dead husband in the spirit world. And right as we left off, Siwe had tried to make it to the back room but failed and is now face-to-face -face with Father Glowworm, Yoon uh, Glovatar, <laughs> Brother Hotaru, whatever he is, and had just said he wanted to chug some rage essence. Lots of stuff going on. Where are we going to go next with this? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Tao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! That is when we record. Oh, yeah. Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson as Siwei Leng. Uh, Thomas is just so flabbergasted by the delicacy with which Evan introduces his character. <laughs> you can scream, man. They don't. They can't take that away from you. It's my chance to channel my inner seaway. Is the introduction <laughs> to bring calm and peace before as you chug rage chugging rages. <laughs> well, I think actually we're gonna. We got two pretty big cliffhangers that we're stuck on right now. We've got one person trapped in the spirit world, and we've got two people about to get into a fight with the reincarnation of Father Glowworm. Let's let's just not touch on it. Let's let's ignore the cliffhangers for like a few weeks. Oh, cool. This is our our new series. Actually, it's called Blades in the Spirit World. <laughs> Cut to a small island in the Fire Nation. It's a farming sim, guys. Oh, oh boy, farming sim, fishing sim. 
Thomas is in heaven right now. <laughs> so we're gonna go. We're gonna play Stardew Valley RPG now. Everything is nice and calm. The only scary part is the mines. We'll keep that in the back of our heads for if we ever end. Up <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Ned. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, we're going to pop over to the spirit world. Ooh boy, ooh boy, ooh boy. Oh boy, indeed. So, Wei Young. I feel like it would be inappropriate for me to scream for 30 minutes, but I, <laughs> I think that's probably what would happen for the first 30 minutes in the spirit world. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a little montage. You just kind of scream for 30 minutes. And <laughs> when you when you manage to get all of your feelings out, like a big boy, you look around you and you examine what's going on. And the colors are vivid. Everything is like, you can see there's trees and mountains and stuff, but the colors are too saturated. The angles are a bit too fantastical. Peaks like curving over themselves. Trees with branches hanging out at like limbs way too long to be supported by this tree. Uh, you see like weird lights kind of flitting by in the sky. Occasionally you'll see like a shadow moving out of the corner of your eye. But when you turn to look at it, there's not actually anything there. So just kind of a, a weird place in which you find yourself. Um, so real quick, we're going to do something we haven't actually done since the Fate campaigns, and I'm going to ask you, what is something significant that you see in the terrain here? Ooh. That I see in the terrain? Yeah, maybe what's like the weirdest thing that catches Wei Young's eye? Probably the weirdest thing, um, I see a very large, like, unnaturally large peach tree just in front of me that is identical to the peach tree that stood in the family courtyard. Ooh. I like that. Like exactly the same, except it's much bigger. This is interesting because have you ever had the experience of like going back to the elementary school where you learned now that you're an adult and you haven't been there in years and years? I live like a mile from the elementary school I went to. <laughs> yeah. I, I drive past it all the time. Yeah, it's weird. And you're like looking up at the hallways and being like, this building is a lot smaller than it should be. Mm -hmm. um, and I imagine it's almost like you've gotten used to the size of that peach tree now that you're an adult and you're almost brought back to this moment where you remember how big that peach tree used to be when you were a child. Yeah, it is. It's there. I'm just <laughs> staring at it. So, Wei Young, you are kind of a calculating man, a man who likes to sort of get the lay of the land. So I think this is probably a good opportunity for us to just have you roll to assess a situation. I mean, I'd probably survey for that, right? Uh, well, surprise, surprise, everybody. Assess a situation. That's not a Blades in the Dark thing. That's an Avatar Legends thing. What? <laughs> what? That's crazy. Wow, so crazy. So, Wei Young, here in the spirit world, you are no longer the spider. You are, in fact, the successor. Yeah. Ooh. I'm awesome. <laughs> yes, because in the spirit world, we're playing Avatar Legends, everybody. It's back. Yeah. Plot twist. Do we have to redo the intro as Avatar Legends now? Uh, well, we haven't introduced our new characters yet, okay, so we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But So, yeah, let's have you roll to assess the situation. You're going to roll 2d6, and when you assess the situation, roll with creativity, which is very good for you. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. Six. Well, you just take the higher one, right? Uh, you add them together in this game. Oh, man. Ah, learning new things. Nine, then. Nine. That is a partial success. On a seven to nine, you ask one question. What here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way in, out, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? 
Okay, I need I need a second. I have a little cheat sheet here with all the things you can do in Avatar Legends. I'm gonna pull it out so that I can read the list because uh, I don't want to have to keep asking you. Oh yeah, what what was that again? Which one's gonna do? Blah blah blah. Yeah, no worries. In fact, I would uh, highly recommend anybody who plays Avatar Legends just keep the cheat sheet right in front of you. It's free on their website. Uh, so that when you're rolling any of these things, you can just quickly reference, oh yeah, that's the things I can do with these different moves. Um, so I can ask one question. Um, what's the biggest threat? Actually, no, no. Take it back, take it back. What here can I use to contact the Avatar? That was my plan <laughs> when I came in here. I need to find any previous Avatar. I don't even care. Just an Avatar. Okay, so uh, real quick, um, I've done a little bit of research in the past week, and... I would just like to get an understanding from you of where you're finding this information about the fact that the previous avatars are for sure in the spirit world. Uh, I was not personally able to find anything to corroborate that, but if you've got the information, then we'll go with it. Come on, where are your sources? Let me pull out a few books real quick. Um, are you familiar with the Yang Chen novel by FCE? Ah, yes. It probably has an answer in there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> my, my, my theory is that, you know, the Avatar can contact past Avatars, so those spirits are somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And where else do spirits live but the spirit world? That's the inside the Avatar? That's, <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Um, the spirit world. That's where spirits live. I was really hoping, man. Yeah, so we're, we're definitely, now that we're in the spirit world, we're going to be brushing up pretty heavily against unestablished canon in the Avatarverse mm -hmm. because I, they've pretty deliberately, I think, left a lot of the details of the spirit world undefined, which I think is pretty cool. It gives you sort of that uh, Ghibli spirited away sort of thing where it's like stuff can just happen here because that's how it works in the spirit world. So we maybe don't know for sure canonically what happens to, say, the spirit of Avatar Kuruk while Kyoshi is alive. Where is Kuruk while Kyoshi is just being Kyoshi? We don't know 100% for sure, so we can maybe just kind of make up whatever we want for this campaign, I think. And maybe it's a, it's a you know, he's a, he's a doctor, Doctor Who. Yeah, that's true. I have my PhD in spiritology. It could just be a, a, a prevailing theory that that's what's going on, whether or not it's true. He can test his theory now. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell you what. I I mean, realistically, Wei Young would not know that you can contact the Avatar. So how about <laughs> what is the biggest threat? That feels like a fair compromise here. All right. The biggest threat. So you kind of get up to a bit of higher ground. We'll say that you like sort of earthbend yourself up to one of the lower branches of the tree because you can still earthbend here. You came physically into the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And as you get into one of the boughs of this peach tree, you like sort of rest your hand against one of the peaches that's like the size of a beach ball and kind of peer out into the distance and generally trying to get a lay of the land. There's a lot of stuff that you don't really understand what exactly it is, but you do see one region kind of off in the distance, kind of dark, where things get a little bit more angular. The trees gain a more insectile sort of look, and you just have this feeling in your gut that you have a friend who knows a spirit who lives over in that region of the spirit world. Cool. Not going over there, then. Um, <laughs> about the one face. I can't change him around like you. <laughs> as far as immediate threats, you don't see anything that looks incredibly threatening, per se, but you do see a couple of figures kind of off in the distance in one direction. They're like the first moving creatures that you've been able to see since you got here. Are they coming my way? They are coming your way. Okay. I would like to go back to the ground. I want to stand behind the tree and uh, using my tremor sense, 
which I think this is the first time I've committed to like on the podcast having had it. Um, <laughs> I, I want to wait until they're next to the tree and then trap them with some rocks. All right. So you're waiting, getting ready to trap people. And Christian and Evan, your characters just heard someone screaming for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, introduce your characters. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Evan. Why not? I am playing Kichi Kobuk mm. um, from the church. <laughs> yeah, you, you just found yourself in a very surprising situation. Yeah, but... I'm with my husband again. He looks a little bit younger, like I remember from way back in the day here, but it's cute. He looks good. Um, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, sort of a little thin, frail old lady, uh, very like deep smile lines in my wrinkles, and I'm just kind of overjoyed to be reunited. Uh, it is a little concerning that the portal closed behind me. But as long as I'm with my husband, it's all good. Yeah, and that kind, kind brother Hotaru, he gave you this gift. Uh, you know, maybe something went wrong on the other side. He wouldn't have deliberately trapped you in the spirit world for any reason, right? Yeah, somebody probably did something that upset the resonance and closed the portal, and it probably wasn't brother Hotaru's fault. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so then moving on to Christian. I am playing Kinaiko Book. I am, I wouldn't say long dead, but I've been dead for a while now. I was quite surprised to see my wife appear in a portal in front of me. I do look different, I look younger. Um, the top half of my body basically looks the same as when I was alive, but you know, younger. The bottom half is a little more ethereal, almost looks a bit like a genie coming out of a lamp, but made of ink. So I kind of have this little bit of a floating thing going on, but I leave a little trail of uh, black ink behind me wherever I walk. And on my shoulder, I have a little ink splotch and he kind of just hops around and chitters uh, in my ear and is my little buddy here on the spirit world. He's new, right? I haven't met him. No, he. I did not have him when I was alive. He, he helped me once I got over here. Cute. Yeah, you were unfortunately not able to bring your waterbending with you because you didn't come physically into the spirit world, but you did retain all of your calligraphy knowledge mm -hmm. from when you worked at BSSU back in the day. That's where I used to teach. I used to teach calligraphy at BSSU. And so this uh, little ink blob spirit, do you have a name for it? Yes. So his full name is Bijutsu, but I just call him B. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the screaming stopped a while back, uh, but you're still moving in that direction because the sound of screaming usually means that somebody is in need of some sort of assistance or sucker. So yeah, you've been traveling along and you're getting pretty close to this just massive peach tree. Did we happen to see a giant pillar of earth shoot up towards the peach tree a few minutes ago? Uh, each of you can roll to assess the situation if you would like. That is rolling with creativity. Oh, I'm not the most, I'm not the most creative. So. Oh honey, you're plenty creative. You, you always were a great painter. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of fun actually. We've got Kenai and Wei Young both have plus two in creativity. This is a very creative group. I got a nine. All right, that's a partial success. So I'm going to ask who or what is in the greatest danger? Mm-hmm. Kichi, did you get a success? No, I rolled a three. <laughs> yep, that is a full failure. Oh, boy. I'm, I am just so tunnel visioned on being reunited with my husband that I'm like, what tree? There's a tree. I didn't even... Peaches? Never heard of it. I didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah. So, Kenai, since you came over to the spirit world, your training has changed a little bit. You are playing the foundling 
one of the cool things about playing the Foundling in Avatar Legends is you get to have two different trainings, i.e. are you an earthbender or a waterbender? Are you a weapon specialist or a technologist? So uh, talk to us a little bit about your trainings. Well, I'm going to establish a little bit of lore here. Not everyone, when they pass on, goes to the same areas of the spirit world or has the same freedom to move about. It depends a bit on how you lived, what kind of energy you bring into the afterlife. Um, I got lucky with my calligraphy skills, and that is why B kind of attached himself to me. He's super cute, just sits on my shoulder, and he'll like flash in different his whole form will change to different kanji like different little uh characters from calligraphy nice it'll also be like if he's stressed it'll just like do the little symbol for anger stress things like that so he's he's been my little buddy and he helped me kind of navigate my way and make myself more mutable and changeable to fit into the spirit world so that's kind of how i've taken the training and that's why my lower half looks the way it does because when i got here i just kind of looked like any other spirit um, but because I've sort of accepted the spirit world as my place and as a place that I can explore my creativity further, I have adopted it as my other background. Yeah, because seemingly we see in the series that the longer you spend in the spirit world, the more you kind of become the essence of what you were in life. So like Iroh in The Legend of Korra, he hasn't been there for too long, so he's still generally speaking Iroh. But the Painted Lady, for example, she has over the centuries become just kind of this spirit of nature and of justice. Uh, a bit more ethereal, doesn't look quite as much like just a person, but more like a force of nature, as it were. And so you started to kind of accept the spirit will become a bit more of the essence of who you were in life. So you've got your calligraphy brush is one of your trainings, and the other is just sort of a general attunement to the spirit world. How this is going to manifest, uh, we'll just have to kind of play it by ear as we go along. But I think in this moment, as you are assessing the situation, who or what is in the greatest danger, B on your shoulder kind of flashes into the kanji for, hey, hey, listen. <laughs> and then turns into an arrow and points in the direction of the tree. And you see the arrow points ahead and then curves as if it's going around the tree and then keeps going a little bit. Oh, dear. Honey, um... I don't know if you were the only one who came through. Um, you came through, and I'm so happy that we we met in that in that sort of safer area. But I'm worried that maybe one of your friends uh, came through as well, and might have had a little bit of a scare. So they might be a bit jumpy. Uh, let's approach cautiously, okay? I think I was the only one who came through. It closed right behind me. Well, that scream sounded relatively human. It sounded maybe like a big brave boy. So, uh, <laughs> you guys, come on. <laughs> um, why don't you stand back just to be safe, okay? I don't want you are here physically, and I don't want anything to happen. Um, I'll go check it out and and see see what the situation is before before you follow, okay? Think I can't stand up for myself? Oh, honey, I know, I know you can. You're you're the tough one. But here, uh, things can be a little uh, unpredictable. So, you know what? You hold on to B for a minute, and uh, he'll watch over you, and I'll go check it out. All right. And I'll take B, and then uh, Ned, after he leaves, I would like to... Um, I chose my learned technique to be dust-stepping. Ooh, Dang, yeah. son. And I would like to um, 
dust step up into the peach tree, like kind of sneak up there and go up into one of the branches and watch and just like sit on the branch and watch them from above and see what he does. All right, man, that has some interesting implications for Kitchy's history. Yeah, seriously. Maybe <laughs> spoke with some people from the Flying Opera Company, perhaps. Potentially. It's one of my favorite new things I learned from the Kiyoshi novels. Such a cool use of earthbending. Yeah. And so dust stepping is also a combat technique, but if you have a combat technique, then it's implied that you can sort of use it out of combat as well. And the way that dust stepping works in combat is you step into the air on thin pillars of dust and stone, you advance to a higher position and become favored and prepared, which is pretty nice. So yeah, I just kind of, these little pillars of dirt sort of start popping out of the ground and create a little staircase almost that I use to uh, walk up to one of the higher branches of the tree. And I just pop a squat, grab a peach, and I'm actually, I take a peach and then I go to eat it. And then I'm like, this is the spirit world. <laughs> and I'm just going to like set the peach down next to me. <laughs> so yeah, way young from behind the tree, you can sense like you saw two people coming up the trail and it's weird because you can only really feel with your tremor sense now that you're getting closer, one set of footprints. The other, you hear, you feel just kind of this plip plip almost as if there's liquid dropping onto the ground. And then the one set of footprints that you can for sure detect just disappears. Cool. Feel good about that. Um, <laughs> but I'll say that they're close enough at this point that you could hear their conversation as they were approaching. Okay, cool. So Kenai does not have feet. Um, No. I definitely can't tell where you are then. I mean, you can generally... I do leave a trail of calligrapher's ink behind me, so like... So you like slither? It would probably feel like, like Ned is saying, like someone is running a brush over the ground. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, shoot, my whole plan was to wait until you guys are right there. Now you guys aren't right there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yell out, and I want to make sure it's very clear when I say it. Don't come any closer, or I'll end you. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Um, hey friend, are you scared? Is this a new place for you? I'm not scared. Nothing scares me. Okay, yeah, no, I've I've been there, buddy. New places can be intimidating. Uh, you don't need to put on any bravado, though. It's, uh, we're here to help. I'll stay here, though. You don't want me to come around. I won't come around. We'll, uh, we'll just talk through the tree. That's okay, right, buddy? Um, my name's Kenai. Uh, You're so patronizing, Kenai. Oh no, nobody. No, I don't. I don't mean to be. I just was just trying to get to know you. What's your name? I'm a big boy. Dang it! I don't need your patronizing ways. <laughs> do, do I recognize Hu Wei Young? Did I see him at church before everything went down? Um, you would have seen him probably passing through as he went into the office, and I'll say so. Now that you're the successor, Wei Young. Part of the shtick with the successor is you come from a well-known lineage. Mm -hmm. People are going to recognize you because of this lineage that you were a part of. So, Kitchy, you would have seen Wei Young walking through and be like, that's who Wei Young, the guy who started who's on first down in the agrarian zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Earth King's son. Yeah. <laughs> Earth King's son? One of the gossip rags is claiming that the Earth King's not his birth dad, but... Oh, <laughs> good heavens. Okay, well, Kenai told me not to talk, so... <laughs> Did you come alone, Kenai? Oh, no. Uh, funny enough, wouldn't you know it, my wife is here. She came through a big old hole in the ground. Is that how you got here, bud? Sorry, I don't know your name, so I... What, what, what do you, you don't want me to call you bud, so what's your name? At that point, a pillar of earth pops up out of the ground, and I'm going to step on it and lower myself back down. 
and say, Oh, Kinai, that's so embarrassing. You don't recognize the Earth King's son. I'm not the Earth King's son, dang it. I'm Hu Wei Young of the Proud Hu Clan. Oh, Mr. Hu. That's so nice to meet you. It's Dr. Hu. Oh. <laughs> Did you, you studied at, you, you were a student at BSSU. I taught I was. At, go Bears. I taught at BSSU. Did you ever take my class? What did you teach? I taught calligraphy. No, I never took calligraphy. I'm oh. sorry. I, I just, I didn't have the dexterity. Oh, that's okay. It's not for everybody. I understand. Uh, anyway, I, why are you here? Oh, well, I'm dead. But I don't think you are. I don't want to be dead. I don't think you're dead. Yeah, my wife here, she's alive. She's not dead. Um, you. I see the wife, and I recognize you as the one who told us to go see Brother Hotaro's amazing spirit shenanigans. Indeed. I'm going to trap you. I'm going to, like, up to the neck, just a little little stone coffin. <laughs> All right, roll to rely on your skills and training. When you rely on your skills and training to overcome an obstacle, gain new insight, or perform a familiar custom, such as earthbending, roll with focus. Cool. I'm good at that, too. <laughs> I'm who way young. I'm good at everything. Didn't mean to be good at everything. It just happened naturally. Uh, that's six, though. That's a total failure. Ooh. Yeah, you're not used to like the the earth in the spirit world is a little weird. It's a little more wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, as it were, <laughs> than you're used to. A- am I allowed to make it partially a total failure because of something I did, or does it, or would I have to also roll? Uh, we can have you roll to rely on your skills and training. Oh no. We can make it kind of a contested roll. I have really bad focus. You only have to beat six. You could do that with one die if you were lucky. Yeah, you add your dice together and you add, what do you have? You have a... Minus one focus. Minus one focus. Okay, okay so you can, Two die, but You still. need two dice. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter because you still failed, so... Yeah. This just determines whether it was because of me or because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suck, I'm Hu Wei Young! <laughs> That was a six and a three. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the earth starts to pop up, and you see she kind of just, like, it's a very small movement, but she sort of just extends her fingers, and the earth stops, and she steps out of it. It's like, well, that was quite rude. Okay. Uh, I am visibly shaken, because uh, I'm very good. That should not have happened. <laughs> Doctor Who, do you like it? Do you like, Would you like to be called Doctor Who, or, or uh, would Wei Young be okay? Just call me Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, Doctor. I, I don't mean to be rude, but you're not really supposed to be here because you're alive. You're telling me. Brother Hotaro trapped me here, your stupid preacher. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have done something like that on purpose. Oh, he certainly did. He knew I was coming from a mile away. He brought me here, and it was it's so nice. He reunited me with my husband. Oh, now, honey, you're really not supposed to be here, though. I mean, I'm happy to see you, but you're alive. What do you know about Brother Hotaru? Let's start there. I know that he's a kind and generous man. He gives incredible sermons, and he has such a deep connection to the spirit world, and he reunited me with the love of my life. Have you heard the rumors about the spirits with one eye terrorizing the citizens? I don't get involved in such baseless gossip. Oh, you don't get involved in gossip? You just mentioned how I'm allegedly the Earth King's son. (laughs) That is verifiable fact. That is not verifiable fact. I am a proud member of the Who clan. I read it in the Bossing Say Times. The news people are very honest, especially when it comes to you. He's summoning spirits. He's been inhabited by Father Glowworm. Oh. I assume you're familiar with that, Kenai. Honey, if if that's true, that's not very good. Oh, Kenai, it's leopard hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kenai, how long do you think you've been dead for? 
Well, here's a question for you. How long ago were the Shirshu people set up? The Shirshu Fanciers Association, they've been around for a little over 16 years. Professor Shaw would have started the whole situation uh, right before Janju hired the Shirshus to go and try and attack Kiyoshi during the Kiyoshi novels. So, yeah, a little before Kiyoshi and Yoon had their big kerfuffle and whatnot. Gotcha. Then I probably would have died shortly thereafter because there was some stuff going on that kind of uh, facilitated my demise. So I would say I've probably been dead for about 14 years. Okay. So when you arrived in the spirit world, part of the big hubbub going on was the fact that Father Glowworm had just kind of disappeared and nobody really knew what happened. Yeah, B talked to me about that, kind of has filled me in on some of the big players, and uh, Father Glowworm is one of those ones that I would rather avoid. Likewise, he apparently has the skill to trap people in the spirit world, as evidenced by myself and apparently Kitchy here. Yeah, and you, like, point back to the stone box that Brother Hotaro trapped you in, and you see that it's blue on the outside. <laughs> Is there a small glowing, like, firefly on top? <laughs> yeah. Oh, those spirit flies. Get out of here. <sighs> okay, well, interesting. Uh, look, there are some people here who are a lot more skilled than me, and, uh have some stronger connections to the physical world, I might be able to help you guys get back to where you belong. Uh, I would I, I would really like to do that. I'd like to help you get back uh, to the physical world because, I mean, we all come here eventually in one way or another, but uh, we should do that at the right time. Agreed. I need to get back and claim my rightful place as the Earth King. Oh, you, you are the Earth King's son. No, it's a whole thing. I think he's a terrible Earth King, and I want to be in charge. Oh. Kinai, I'm not going back. I belong here with you. Honey, Kichi. I've been without you for 14 years, and the first thing you're going to try and do is get rid of me. I'm not getting... That's love for you. Okay, Doctor, maybe maybe mind your business for now. Um, <laughs> listen, Kichi, uh, you and I, we're going to be together. That's the way the world works. I mean, we, we got to be. A love like ours? Of course we're going to be together, but... But we are together. Now! And I, I I, reach out and I try and, like, put my hand on her shoulder and it kind of doesn't... It's a little insubstantial. You, you feel it. You feel the warm, comforting touch on your soul, but not on your skin, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't really think we're really together right now. Things have to take the time they take. You can't rush it. This is sweet and all, but I really do want to get out of here. Are you two done? You know, maybe... Let, let's get him home and we can talk about this then. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of pull Kitchy a little further away. Look, I think he's just scared and confused. You have me here to help you and, and, and you know, you're a lot more comfortable, but he just got put in a really difficult situation. Oh, of course. He's just a young boy. He's just a, he's just a boy. Just just a little kid. I mean, look at just him. Just a little boy. He can't be more than, what, 30 at most? Just a kid. <laughs> we'll get him home. Yeah. We'll help him out. All right, we'll go back. All right, Um. now, Doctor, that, that feels a little formal. You, you, you can call me Keenai. Would it be all right if I called you Wei Young? No. Okay, you know, I respect it. You worked hard for that degree. I Look, okay, <laughs> I, I use the doctor status as a symbol of how I'm better than other people. Oh, okay, well, you know, I am a doctor, too. What? Of calligraphy. <laughs> I, that's how I teach it at BSSU, or taught it, I guess. No kidding. That's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe they still have some of my stuff hanging up in the palace. Oh, no, we took it down. 
No, Ba Sing Se has a rotating collection present in the palace. Oh, it you know. It went down probably years ago. I understand, you know. The rumor is that the Earth King can't read and he's embarrassed by words on the wall. Oh, you know what? That makes plenty of sense. The man's an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand. And people's tastes change sometimes. What I do might not be for everybody. Uh, I liked it, and that's really what's important. I'm sure it was lovely, but uh, times change, old man. Oh, of course, young man. Uh, that's what I was kind of just talking about Kichi about. Time does what it does, and it has to kind of go in the way that it's supposed to. So let's go ahead and get you back home. I'm sure you got some nice friends and family waiting for you. Probably a little worried about you, too, huh? I genuinely don't know. Oh, well, you know <laughs> I'm what? not sure if anyone's worried about me back home. Maybe Day. Day was pretty cool. Oh, is Day your buddy? Day's my butler. Oh, you got a butler. Look at you. Again, very wealthy. Did you miss the part about the Earth King? He's... I'm not the Earth King's son. <laughs> Have you not heard of the Who family? Are you kidding me? I've been working to spread the good name. If I remember correctly, actually, your father, also doctor, right? <laughs> so you're Doctor Who Jr.? Okay, he has a doctorate, but I don't like to talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just re- I think I remember his names from uh, some of the, the school records when I was working there. Yeah, he was like a, a top athlete and all kinds of stuff. He had like trophies that they would hang up outside the gymnasium and everything. That's what it was. I remember now. Yeah, big sports ball guy. Yep. I don't go in for that much myself. I'm sorry. I'm really kind of cloistered up in my office with the. As long as I got my brush, I'm happy. Um, but hmm, let me B. Would you pop over here for a second? <laughs> Oh, hey, buddy. Um, I know there's some big hitters out here. There's some that might be a little intimidating to my my wife and this little guy here. Um, my first thought is Ko, but you know, that's always a bit of a risk. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, who do you think we should we should head towards? What, what, what would you recommend, bud? <coughs> um, B looks over at Wei Young and turns into, like, the scanner from The Incredibles, <laughs> a very specific <laughs> reference, and just kind of, like, there's a spiritual scan over Wei Young and looks back towards you very slowly and kind of shrugs apologetically and points an arrow in the direction of Ko. Oh, okay. I mean, that's bis- you I don't mean to pry. You know, we did just meet, but are you, are you, you got any sort of connection with Ko? I don't. However, there's a young man I know whose family has sold their souls to that devil, and now they don't have faces. Oh, well, yeah, a lot of people who meet with him don't have faces. Uh, they made a deal. It's not just like a take-your-face type thing. He can change his to look like other stuff. It's pretty cool, admittedly, but oh. uh, disconcerting, to say the least. Sounds a little spooky. Okay, well... Yeah, just imagine the top half of your face was gone. That's what he looks like. It's horrifying. There's something disconcerting about knowing that Kichi had a full conversation with him, but doesn't know it. And so you're (laughs) saying all this and she's like, wow, interesting. (laughs) If I ever met a person like that, I would be terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kichi. So B here usually gives pretty good advice. Recommending we actually head, uh, try and go meet with Ko. Gonna be a little tough. He can be, well, have you heard of Ko the Face Stealer? Is Ko super common knowledge, or is he, like, obscure spirit world knowledge? I mean, you did worship at the church of Father Glowworm. Maybe he's like, Ko's bad. Yeah. He's the devil in my religion. Is Ko the devil in Brother Hotaru's religion? I mean, realistically, yes. <laughs> okay. Ko's the devil, and Kiyoshi is a false prophet. Oh, yes. Brother Hotaru always preaches about how wicked Ko is. Are you sure about this, honey? 
here in the spirit world, it's less about being good and bad. There's a balance, you know, destruction, creation, forward, back, apart, together. Things have to balance each other out. Uh, it, I would say it's fair to say that Ko is definitely on one end of the spectrum to keep things balanced. So there, you know, he'll 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 brush some people the wrong way. Are you justifying him stealing people's faces for fun? Oh, I wouldn't say it's uh, something that I would recommend doing. Um, but you know, he's got a mom, and uh, she she balances him out sometimes. You know, they, they work together. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hold on a moment. <laughs> Co has a mother? Oh, yeah. She's a nice lady, actually. Really? We might meet her. <laughs> that is not anywhere in the scrolls. This is not Christian pulling stuff out of thin air. This is canonical. Co has a mother called the Mother of Faces. Yeah. I mean, she she is a little more conservative. She she keeps to herself. Co's, Co's a pretty young guy, all things considered, so he's a little more rambunctious and gets involved. But because of that, he may actually be the one to help us to get back. If I may suggest an alternative plan... I like my face exactly where it is. I I propose we go speak to his mom. Ooh. Okay, now I said she's nice. Um, (laughs) She presumably will not take the face I have. Ah, sure. You're making a face like she might do that exact thing. Ko's more about taking the face. She's, she can change it. She can. uh, She gives faces. Yeah, she'll, the face, if you really like the face you want, honestly, your best bet is probably to meet with Ko and just keep a neutral expression. I don't know that I'm capable of doing that. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had a pretty emotionally exhausting day. Oh, we won't make it there in a day. I can promise you that. A, f- is- a few months, to be to be quite frank with you. Okay. Turns out trying to overthrow the Earth King subtly via means of deception is not exactly easy. Oh, I don't imagine so. But hey, you're, you seem like a pretty driven guy. I bet you can do it. Thanks. Nah, no problem, <laughs> bud. Listen, how about this? It's going to take us a while. Things in the spirit world can appear a lot closer than they are or a lot further away. Distance is more of a concept of the physical world. So we'll make it there as we as we progress. But why don't we just get to know each other? Maybe I can help train you a bit to school your face. Uh, you got a great face. Real handsome. I am obscenely handsome. I like that confidence. <laughs> That's been written on my character sheet since day one and just doesn't come up. Don't you think he's handsome, honey? Kichi, look at him. Look at this. Look at this guy. He's handsome. He's a good looking young man. Yeah, a trait I get from my father. Also Doctor Who. Doctor Who Senior. Doctor Who Senior. Are you admitting he's good looking? I mean, he's a handsome man. I hate him as I do. He's a handsome man. <laughs> so I'm going to propose something real quick here. We've got kind of two directions we could go. We've got Ko the Face Stealer, and we've got his mother, the Mother of Faces. As you look out kind of in these separate directions towards each of their domains, you've got Ko's looking all insectile-like, and the Mother of Faces, there's a lot of like big trees that you can see like even from this distance, the formations in the bark kind of turning into their own faces and stuff. And as you look into these two separate directions, uh, Kitchy, as you look in the direction of the Mother of Faces, you see something interesting between you and her domain. What is that thing you see? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Um, between us is the Fog of Lost Souls. Why? That's a rough, buddy. You could have had anything between us. (laughs) Come on, dude. I dig it. I'm a fan. Between her and us, it's just the apocalypse. That's all. (laughs) It's the end of the world. It'll be okay. Now, Kenai, as you look in the direction of Ko the Face Stealer, you see something interesting between you and his domain. What do you see? 
in between us and the realm of Ko is High Rio Peak. High Rio Peak? Big mountain. Uh, it's, it's enveloped in a vicious storm. It's inhabited by numerous dark spirits and its uh, summit is a nesting site for several dragon bird spirits. Oh, that's right. Cool, cool, cool. So either the big old valley that will make us forget stuff or a big old peak where there are scary things. Um, How do you want to get home? Would Day have taught me anything about the spirit world? <laughs> I, do, I do have a dot and a tune in the Blades in the Dark system. That is true. Let's have you roll then to rely on your skills and training to see if you can pick up some information about either of these locations. Okay. Oh, baby. That is an 11. Nice. 11. That is a full success with no drawbacks. So you would certainly have heard about the Fog of Lost Souls uh, in your studies with good old Coinworth. Um, tough place to be, for sure. Uh, <laughs> hard to get out of. Um, but it's possible. It's possible. Now, High Ryu Peak, the main thing that you know about this peak is that it is a nesting ground for Dragonbird Spirits. Uh, depending on how they feel about you, you know, maybe they'll be aggressive, maybe they'll be kind, who knows? Maybe you can get yourself uh, a familiar, a companion. I leave the spirit world with a dragon bird. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Can you imagine the masked spirits with a dragon bird spirit on our side? Okay, um, I'm gonna roll for it. Um, I'm gonna roll two dice, both a d6. One will be for Fogolos Souls, one will be for the mountain, and whichever one is higher is the one I'm gonna do. Okay. To the mountain. To the mountain. All right. To Hyrule <laughs> Peak, and from there to the domain of Ko the Face Stealer. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> you had to choose between the nice spirit with the horrific obstacle or the not quite as horrific obstacle for a horrific spirit. <laughs> and we don't even know that the mother of faces is technically quote unquote nice. She just balances her son. I mean, look at her kid. <laughs> she gives faces instead of taking them, so that's a bonus. I don't want a second face on the back of my head. I don't want a <laughs> quarrel situation. Wait, but that could be so helpful when you go out on jobs, you could use your second face, and then when you're being your normal everyday person. Hold on, let me turn around. Well, I think Wei Young is less the quarrel in this situation and more the Voldemort. <laughs> you're not the Patsy, you're just the full-blown villain. Yeah. Some poor nice face getting stuck with who Wei Young. <laughs> Well, you guys look off in the distance. You have your goal in sight. And I think that's going to be an interesting place for us to pick up next time. Oh. Well, big changes here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. I was not expecting that I'd be playing Avatar Legends again this soon, but here we are. You know, <laughs> if you need any more proof that we make stuff up on the spot. <laughs> it took such a hard left that we had to switch systems. I, I, look, I've enjoyed this and our listeners are giving generally positive feedback, so I don't want to rag on us, but I'm not sure this whole campaign has exactly screamed pre-planned and scripted. I think they get that we make it all up on the spot. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, from here on, we'll be kind of popping back and forth between Blades in the Dark and Avatar Legends as we follow our two different teams that we've got put together as they uh, try to get themselves back together somehow. Oh, dear. Well... We'll work with this uh, whole situation next time. But for now, thanks everybody so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar. And we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a woman who has been reunited with her dead husband if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. 
We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, maybe you want to talk with me about the intricacies of running a campaign that uses two different systems at the same time. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. <laughs> First person we're shouting out is James Walker. Okay. James is the person who initially hired Kenai on the faculty at BSSU. And so you have him to thank for being a doctor now. I appreciate wow. that. Yeah, uh, long journey, but you were the first step, bud. <laughs> Next person we're shouting out is Christine Lines. Christine is the spirit who planted that big old giant peach tree in the spirit world all those years ago. Ooh, oh, nice. Our own personal Johnny Appleseed. I bet she stole the seed from your front yard. No, that would that would be Dava Tuttle. Dava Tuttle is the one who stole the peach pit from the Who family garden and gave it to Christine Lines so that she could plant it in the spirit world. I like it. Well, we're going to have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week. And if you want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more, such as our talkback show, the obligatory talkback, where we gave our patrons a little sneak peek at this whole system shift sort of thing. So we're all, we've got all kinds of fun information going on there, and you can get that at the lowest tier, just $2 a month. Now, let's do a round of plugs, and I will take that this week, I suppose. Well, we've got our fake campaigns, we've got our avatar campaign, Imptab Avatar 10,000 Things, where if you want to get a bit more of a sense of how the rules work for Avatar Legends, if you haven't listened to that yet, then you can go ahead and listen through that whole thing. You'll get to learn how the rules work, so you won't be as in the dark as the blades are in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've also got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a D&D 5e actual play going through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. And big stuff is going on over there. Lots of big character development stuff. Lots of secret history, backstory stuff coming to the forefront. It's a grand old time. And we also got our partnership with Fanroll Dice, where you can get 10% off your order to buy some cool dice. If you use coupon code Vroom Vroom Fifi. And uh, the other thing I would like to shout out real quick is if you want to get a sense of how attractive Hu Wei Young is, uh, <laughs> we've actually settled on who he looks like. If you just Google Chris Nichols from Petapixel, uh, that's N-I-C-C-O-L-L-S. Uh, Petapixel is a camera review website. And formerly he was working with DP Review and formerly before that working with the camera store. He's been around a lot. He and his friend Jordan Drake. If you like learning cool stuff about cameras, if you're into the photography world, uh, check out their videos. They've got lots of really good insights. And Chris Nichols is a ridiculously attractive man. So is. that is what Hua Young looks like. <laughs> That's going to do it for us for this week. Thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by Thomas Ryan as Hu Wei Young, <laughs> Christian Randall as Kenai Kobuk, and Evan Peterson as Kichi Kobuk. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. You know, we we all love Wei Young, but I don't. I don't really imagine that Tonin and Seaway are going to actively try and get him back. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Day now. Yeah, we'll be like, oh no, but how do we get him back? Like, maybe, here's the thing. Tonin might contact Ko and be like, hey, my friend is there. If you see him, help him get back, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>